Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Our websites are clark.com and clarkdeals.com. And I wanted to remind you of a programming update that we are now not doing either the Clark Rage or the Clark Rave, which the Clark Rave took over in place of the Clark Rage's moment um, is we were just hit, bombarded with so much bad news starting in March. And so every day I was looking for something bright and cheerful to share with you, which we were doing with the Clark Rave. And now it seems more appropriate to make another shift in our programming, and that is since March, we have been uh, going rapid fire through questions you posted at clark.com slash ask, rather than having you on the show with me asking your questions directly. Well, now we're going to a hybrid of that, and you're going to hear uh, callers mixed in with content that you also hear being read to you by Kim and Joel as we introduce more topics than historically, but also bring back some voices into the show. And coming up later, we've had several people post on Clark.com ask about these stimulus debit cards that are showing up. I want to fill you in on that and let you know what the scoop is with that coming up later. I want to talk right now about something that we talked about a lot in April and May, and that was the disappearance of car buyers. Car buyers just absolutely went into hiding for about nine weeks. And so uh, car dealers laid off massive numbers of people. CarMax, which is the largest used car dealer in the country, had laid off roughly 16,000 employees and now has brought back close to 10,000 of those employees as the car business has gone from being flat on its back to beginning a recovery. Used vehicle sales are still down somewhere around 25%, uh, but used vehicle sales, so news down about 25 to 30 uh, used vehicles are actually up now versus a year ago as people more pinched in the wallet have been trending towards buying used vehicles. And so I want to give you a frame of reference for your wallet that's really important because I talked a lot in April and May about the deals that were screaming deals buying new vehicles or used vehicles. The new vehicle bargain window has closed and closed about two to three weeks earlier, probably about three weeks earlier than I had expected. 
And the reason is we've gone from new vehicle sales being down 50% to 60% around the country to being now down 20-something percent. And you may wonder why would that suddenly make it tough to find a deal on new vehicles? Well, so many factories and supplier factories for assembly plants were closed for an extended period of time, so there were no new vehicles in the pipeline. Dealers have, even at lower sales volumes than normal, have heavily worked down inventories, and now in a number of hot-selling categories like pickup trucks and some of the SUVs, they're in shortage now, and prices are actually rising on those on the new vehicle side. The manufacturers are cranking out product again, and I think we're going to see that prices on hot in-demand vehicles will come down again probably um, maybe about August, and certainly in the fall we'll see more deals on new vehicles. Used vehicles have come off their extreme lows in prices, but are still absolutely a deal compared to what you pay for a new vehicle and a deal compared to what prices had been. To give you a sense, the most recent data I saw from the Detroit News is that used vehicle prices that were down about 12%, which is a huge price movement, are now down around 6 to 7% from where they were before coronavirus. And so used vehicles remain a deal, just not the incredible deal they were just a month ago. As with any vehicle purchase, if you do buy used, make sure you compare for a vehicle you're looking at at multiple places. Make sure the vehicle has a good record of repair in consumer reports lists. In fact, I've got a full step-by-step guide how to go about buying a used vehicle on Clark.com. But in this case, something else you should be looking at is what financing you can get on a used vehicle you're going to buy. That is something that has become uh, more difficult than normal if your credit score is not above 700. So doing shopping for the loan before you go shop for a used vehicle is ultra, ultra important. And I can never say enough, any used vehicle you're considering buying You've got to have it checked out by a mechanic of your choosing because used vehicles have a history, sometimes good, sometimes not. Uh, Producers Kim and Joel, ready to ask your questions for you. And Kim, who do you have first? First today is Walter from Georgia. He says, I just reviewed my satellite TV bill and it includes a $10 regional sports fee. Shouldn't I be credited this since of the virus and no sports? (laughs) what you should be reviewing is having satellite anymore i got to talk about that in the next couple of days about the big shift in television viewing or video viewing and the regional sports fees are insane if you are a sports watcher the satellite companies and the cable companies are not giving credits for the fees they pay for the regional sports networks, even though all they're showing is reruns. The reason is 
uh, on the part of the pay TV business, they say the fees that they pay to the regional sports programmers have not changed. And I would say that makes them the worst negotiators ever if they have not gone back and said, hey, why are we paying this much to you each month when you're providing us no new programming? And I know there are people who use streaming services who, have, who are sports nuts who have temporarily switched to streaming services that you can go to lower cost bundles that don't include sports programming until sports resume because with streaming you can switch at any time with the satellite you don't have that option and if you were at the end of your contract maybe the best answer is you fire the satellite joel clark william in oregon says where do i find the best rates on a mortgage for a home right now so the mortgage rates are unreal right now Uh, they are towards the lowest they've ever been that we've had since records have been kept of mortgage rates. So when you're shopping for a mortgage, there is no one lowest cost place to get a mortgage. There is one highest cost place, and that's any of the big, big banks. The big banks charge much higher markups on mortgages because they, uh, they have people that just automatically go to them and they don't compete for business, so you pay more if you go to a big bank. You will find that your best deals on mortgages are going to be by going first to a credit union. Credit unions used to be insignificant in the mortgage market. They are huge players now. And going to a mortgage broker or banker, very valuable. Or if you do have small local banks around you, going to one of them you can also for a mortgage you can try what's known as a non-bank lender you see them advertise like uh, rocket mortgage and quicken loans which are actually uh, same parent company but these lenders are much more oriented now towards you being able to do things electronically than has traditionally been the case with mortgages it's lower for the cost for them to originate them if they've gone to modern methods, and it's made the marketplace more competitive. So shop around, but very first thing, get your credit score so that you know where you stand. It won't be the exact same one as a mortgage lender will pull, but it'll be close enough. And I want you to get a FICO in this case. Almost uh, all major credit card issuers now make your FICO score available to you on your monthly statement or by you signing into their online portal or their app where you can see your score for free, which is going to give you the clearest indication of how you're going to end up with a rate because the score is key with what you get for a mortgage. Kim? Victoria in Wisconsin says, I'm a flight attendant and our work group has been offered an enhanced retirement package, which highlights $120,000 in retirement medical accounts, 26 weeks severance pay, health care coverage, etc. Is this a deal that I shouldn't pass up? I'm 62 and I ha- had planned to fly for another eight years. And then she goes on to give some very specific information about her income. And you're welcome to ask me if you need that. 
And did she say how many years she's been flying? She didn't. She just said her age. All right. So the reason that's the question I'm asking is that if you have high seniority, you're not likely to be one of the individuals that's laid off as airlines are going to expect that they're going to need smaller workforces and smaller fleet sizes even as we continue recovery. Air travel is down right now approximately 86% from where it was a year ago. And it's not going to stay there. It's going to steadily improve. But the airlines economists expect it's a three-year window till air travel returns to former levels. So airlines are going to cut workforces. Airlines are specifically concentrating trying to get senior, higher-paid employees to take buyout packages and leave early. You presented such an interesting window. You're 62, but you want to work, you want to fly for eight more years. The money they offer you as a sweetener package is likely not enough to overcome the income you would have, even if they institute pay cuts later, to overcome the income you would forfeit over an eight-year window. If you told me you were thinking, ah, Maybe I could quit now. Maybe I'll work a year or two longer. I'd say take a buyout package as somebody with a lot of seniority. Otherwise, um, I think you're best off staying knowing that since airline layoffs are done on a seniority basis, anybody with a substantial number of years is going to be safe in his or her job. It's going to be newer, younger hires that are the ones that are going to suffer from the layoffs that could involve a significant period of time till callback. Um, Travel will ultimately recover fully and completely and be larger even than it is today, but it is going to be a while before that happens. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cindy is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Hi there, Clark. Thank you for taking our call. I'm good. So, Cindy, you have a situation that many parents deal with with a child, and it involves right. you're living here, they're living there. What's right. the scoop? Well, our our oldest son, we're very excited, um, graduated college early in December and took a job in another state, and he's driving a car that is in our name. When we called our local insurance um, company and we asked them if they could give us some suggestions of who he could look for insurance in his new state because he needed renter's insurance, they said, don't forget, he needs his own car insurance. And he never did it yet. So we were wondering if the car was in our name. It's been a month and a half now. If it is in our name, if he didn't have to get his own insurance policy, if he could still remain on ours. However, our insurance company said, we're in a different state. He's now in Texas, and they said we don't insure in Texas. He needs his own. Okay. So we were disappointed. This, this gets really <laughs> sticky because a lot of insurers insure in multiple states. Yours does not. And right. it's actually your vehicle. You're the owner right. of the vehicle. 
So normally in a situation like this, either you sell him the vehicle, okay. he becomes the owner of it, and then he insures it, or there is an obscure insurance product you can buy, which is uh, non-owner auto insurance. Okay. And I think that's the technical name for it, where you insure, a, a driver insures himself or herself for operating vehicles when they don't actually own a vehicle. Okay. But if, well, but if he's on his own he's two quite feet. frugal and he said that he's checked out the prices. He said it's so expensive, but he's 23, a guy. Yeah. And so I mean, I think he's. Of course it's expensive because. Yep. Until uh, he's 25, he suddenly, magically at 25, a guy isn't considered to be the same risk. Who knows why? <laughs> but, I mean, he's earning a good check. He will actually benefit establishing himself on his own two feet. Okay. If you're willing to sell him the car for whatever you want to sell it to him for, and he then becomes responsible for insuring it, that seems to me the reasonable solution where okay. you delete that vehicle from your insurance and he has it on his own in Texas. Right. Okay. And our insurance company was looking out for us for that reason. She said, it's about time to roll them over again. Are we going to get this car off of your insurance? So we appreciated that. So um, listen, I thank you for the, uh, taking the call and for the great advice. I'll let him know. And that's great. He finished school early, got a job yes. right away. Um, he is on his own financially. This is just another step in that. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you learning ways to keep more of what you have. And I want to tell you, we have had so many posts from people who have been so confused by the stimulus payments. So with stimulus payments, people who had direct deposit in a number of different scenarios with some connection to the federal government, either through, uh, let's say, Social Security or through your tax return, having a direct deposit of a tax refund or something like that, received the money electronically and, and received it in about a 45-day window. Then there's millions and millions of people, tens of millions of people, who did not have direct deposit information with the feds that enabled an electronic deposit of the $1,200 stimulus checks and then 500 for people with dependents 16 and under. And so the feds kept trying to figure out how to get that money out. Printing the checks and getting money to people was going to take into the fall. The whole idea was to get money into people's hands as quickly as possible. So the feds worked out a deal with Visa to send a debit card as an experiment and an unknown number of people in the last couple of weeks have received debit cards in envelopes that basically look unmarked. We've had so many different posts from people who uh, one person saw an item in a newspaper about the fact that these payments might be coming in a debit card. And Martha from Virginia wrote us and said that she saw this newspaper item and then thought, hey, I wonder if something I threw out that I thought was a credit card solicitation 
was actually my stimulus payment on a Visa debit card. Sure enough, she goes, digs through the trash. I hope there was no food trash you had to dig through to get to it. And she found the envelope, opened it, and in there was the Visa debit card that uh, she just did not even realize was coming in a format like that. And a number of people have tossed these out unopened, not realizing what was there, or assuming if they did open it, that whatever they received was a scam. So know that you should open nondescript envelopes showing up to you and make sure that you check to see if it has a Visa debit card in it. And we've heard from a number of people around the country that uh, some have been able to just take the money, go to their bank or credit union, and deposit right from that debit card in their account. Otherwise, you can spend the money on it on day-to-day things. And whether this will be how all the rest of the payments are made to people that are supposed to receive the 1200 and the 500 we'll have to see over time. But so far, the debit card is what the Treasury's trying. And if it does work out okay, it will likely be the way it's done the rest of the way because apparently it can be done more quickly than issuing all the checks that, again, will take till the fall to get to everybody. Now it's time for your questions that you posted at clark.com ask. Producer Joel, who do you have a question from? Clark, this was from Edward in Georgia. Since you were talking about cars just a second ago, he has a question about buying a Tesla. He says, I'm a Tesla enthusiast, so do you think now is a good time to buy a used Tesla at a site like Carvana or otherwise at a good deal? And if so, what avenue do you think is the best way to go about buying that used Tesla? And how long of a window do you think there is going to be open in order to get a good deal? So Tesla doesn't know yet what's going to happen with its demand equation. So Tesla is an unusual automaker in that when people buy a Tesla, they tend to become intensely loyal to the brand. So the used vehicle market for Teslas ends up fairly large because Tesla owners historically have been far more affluent than the average American and will cycle through Teslas in a pretty rapid rate so every time they get a new one they tend to dump the old one either as a trade-in through tesla or selling it to a third party like you mentioned carvana who's become a big player in selling used teslas so right now i don't know and tesla doesn't know what kind of demand they're going to see over the next few months for their products with the economy um, having to go through a phase of recovery that's going to go on for a good while it's not clear whether people will feel comfortable spending the big bucks that you have to spend for a tesla so that is the question mark on the used vehicle supply and how robust the marketplace is going to be for it I do want to point out something for you. If you keep watching the prices at Carvana and other independents versus buying a used Tesla directly from Tesla, there's a trade-off you have to consider. 
if you buy one from Tesla, it comes with a extended Tesla warranty on the vehicle and kind of like a certified pre-owned thing you'd have with other vehicles, except this one's actually by Tesla, done through Tesla. And if you buy from Carvana or another third-party seller, you're not going to have that. You will pay substantially less for the Tesla buying it from a third-party site like Carvana versus buying from Tesla directly. Um, the best sweet spot in the marketplace, by the way, are 2017 used Tesla S's and X's, uh, particularly the S's, because the technology on the vehicle changed and you have a lot of the the more modern things on the vehicles if you buy a 2017 model or uh, later, like 18. What, but the deals seem to be on the 2017s. Kim? Richard in Colorado asks, I just received a new tap-to-pay credit card to replace my existing Visa card. Even though the current card doesn't expire for three more years, I'm really not comfortable with this new technology, and I worry that my card might be read and used by others for purchases. Should I refuse to accept this new card and request an old one, or am I overreacting? I've gone through a personal journey on tap-to-pay, and I've really uh, changed my mind on it for a couple of reasons. One is that when you use tap to pay, if you're not familiar with it, your card will have like three, uh, like half circles on it, either on the front or the back that are lined up together. That is the signal that your card has tap to pay. That when the, when the card information is transmitted, it's much more difficult for criminals to intercept those numbers, even if they have tampered with the card reader at a store or restaurant or whatever. So tap to pay is a more secure way to do so. In the coronavirus era, one of the advantages is you're not coming into contact with surfaces that others have been in contact with. The way tap to pay works, it is uh, reduces your exposure to germs for people who fear that. I know that more and more information is coming out that coronavirus on, virus on surfaces is not the risk that maybe might have been thought at first, but it's not definitive that there's no risk with it. So for financial reasons and for potential health reasons, security reasons and health reasons, tap to pay is a superior thing to do. So I wouldn't fear it because I used to. Joel? Clark John in North Carolina says, my bank is offering me the opportunity to get forbearance on my mortgage for three months due to COVID-19. Taking the forbearance would allow my wife and I to catch up on some bills and perhaps pay off some higher interest debts. I was impacted by COVID-19. I'm not currently working. Are there any disadvantages to taking the forbearance and does it put me in a bad position down the road somehow? So you are allowed under federal law, as long as your loan is backed by uh, the feds, which almost all mortgages are, um, to go into forbearance for three months, six months, or a year. So uh, the lenders offer three, and then at the end of three, you can then have it renewed for another three. Again, this is on loans backed by the feds. And 
you at the end of the time period, whatever the forbearance you end up in, three months, six months, or 12, you will be asked if you'd like to pay it all back at once. You're not required to. And then you'll be offered a number of options to make up that payment, either with a payment plan or paying at the end of your loan term, basically taking your loan and making it, say, instead of 30 years, it'll be 30 years, three months, six months, or 31 years, or at the time you sell your home or at the time you refinance. Any of those circumstances is when you catch up. The additional thing is that although some people are messing this up, your credit is not supposed to reflect negatively for you being in this forbearance period with your mortgage. So what are the disadvantages? You'll, you'll essentially end up with additional interest you'll pay on the home loan because you're stretching your loan. Other than that, if it allows you to keep your financial house in order and deal with other bills that have accumulated while you've been unemployed, it seems to me that it's a smart strategy for you to employ. Kim? Lee in Wisconsin says, I'm 22 with one semester of college left. As of right now, I'm set to graduate with all of my student loans paid off. With that being said, considering my age, if I make money this summer, is it a good idea to take advantage of the, quote, pandemic stock market? So whenever you're working, if you're not worried about staying employed in the future, I want you to set up a Roth IRA and contribute money to it from your summer wages. And if you have not listened to me for a long time, you don't know that the answer to virtually every question I've ever asked I'm ever asked is, yes, you should open a Roth IRA. Even if you're asking me what the weather's going to be tomorrow, the answer is still open a Roth IRA. And doing so at 22 means that money you put into it uh, doubles so many times over through the years that every dollar put in today at 22 ends up being a huge amount of money down the road. I would like for you to go look at my investment guide at Clark.com and read up on a Roth and how it works. Now, one thing I would say, if with your major, you're worried about what's going to happen with where the job market is right now at the time you graduate, you might, and I hate to say this, wait to uh, do a Roth IRA, keep money in savings in case you're going to need it later on. Um, because of struggling to find the job you want after college because we just don't know exactly what the job market's going to look like when you finish your next semester and graduate and that's why I'm being more cautious than I normally would where I would say yes the only option is put money in that Roth IRA. Joel? Clark EP in Georgia says, what about non-brick and mortar banks offering higher interest rates? But how can you verify that it's a legitimate bank and safe to send funds to? What's keeping someone from creating a false webpage uh, and then you're scammed by sending money there? That's a great question. Yeah, he says, even if it's legitimate, how can you even resolve problems with a bank that you can't even physically go into? Right. So the problem thing, it's tough because you can't go face to face if you had a, a terrible customer service issue. But many banks now won't let you resolve anything with someone in a branch it has to be over the phone or an online chat so 
on the issue of safety, you can always verify that an institution you're considering is real by going to FDIC.gov and making sure that an institution you're considering using is an actual legitimate bank. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ryan is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Clark. I'm a longtime listener and first-time caller. Thanks for taking my call. Well, great to have you here. And you want to share with me something that is on a credit report from the time the dinosaurs roamed the earth? <laughs> that is correct. Uh, I'm preparing uh, everything for possibly a, a mortgage loan next year. So as I've learned from you, I get a free annual credit report every year, and I, I downloaded that last week. Something stuck out in that report, and uh, I had a dilemma about what to do. So on my credit report is a credit card that my uh, parents opened in 1976, and I wasn't bored until 1985. So, you know, I was probably added to that credit card once upon a time as an authorized user, you know, teenager, something like that. So my question is, do I get my parents to remove me as an authorized user of that card, or has that card actually been helping my credit over the years? It may have helped at one time, but at this point, I mean, here you are at a point that you are 33 years old. That's correct. At 33, you've established your own life, you have your own credit, you have your own history, and having that card listed may be irrelevant and as long as your parents are good payers, it may be a little bit to the good and may have at a prior time been really to the good. Well, that's, that was what I was looking to understand. You know, it's got a $20,000 limit. Uh, average monthly spend on this card is about five grand, and it's been paid on time for, you know, years and years and years. So it definitely is in good standing. Then I would, leave, said, it, I would leave it be. And if if a mortgage lender and the underwriting department said, ooh, Ryan, you got too much available credit, we're worried about that, that would be the point at which you would check with your parents, see if you are, in fact, an authorized user. It could also be an error in credit reporting that you're listed. And so that would be the only reason you would want to have it removed is sometimes underwriters at mortgage lenders will say we don't like how much available credit you have because we're too worried that in a new home you'll charge up everything and that would be why you would remove yourself but other than that leave it alone you're listening to the clark howard show 
Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. 